have for us today, the topic of my message is the excellent way for all those people who love to take copious notes in service. I, and I hope you still do it even though we are watching online. So the topic of my message is the excellent way. And simply I'll be talking about love, but I just want to bring it from that angle because I, that, that is how Apostle Paul you know, introduced his, top, his message on love to us. Amen, amen. You know, as I was asking God what, sh what I should talk about, the Holy Spirit just led me to the word on, on love. He said, for us as a church, we are in our month of anniversary. We are celebrating 15 years of ministry. Amen, amen. God has been so good to us. God has kept us by his grace. You know, I'm thinking about some of the members who were little children in elementary school when the church started. Very soon, we, are, we will be celebrating their graduation from college. You know, we will be celebrating their weddings. So I'm just so grateful to God. God has been so mindful of us. He has been so good to us. We've experienced so much more. God has built us up. He has blessed us. Souls have been saved through this ministry souls have been added to God's kingdom. And I just, want to, I just want to celebrate every member of Agape House this morning. You know, let's just give ourselves a round of applause. I celebrate all the men, hallelujah, all the women, all the youth, all the children, I celebrate you. And all the friends of Agape. I know we have friends in this church who love us so dearly. They follow the events. They know what is going on. They support us. They pray. God bless you. God bless you. You are all part of the success story. Hallelujah. We are all part of the, the ones that God is using to advance God's kingdom. So the word that God laid on my heart to share with us is that we should continue to go in the excellent way. As we move forward to the next season, to the years ahead, God wants us to follow the excellent way. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the topic on love is that is mostly that we that we know of is from the book of 1 Corinthians 13. And Paul also addressed it, addressed the topic of love in, book, in the book of Romans 12. When Paul was writing these letters, as a father of the church, as an apostle, he wrote various letters to the churches, and each of the letters have a purpose. When he wrote the book of First Corinthians, Romans, First Thessalonians, you know, theologians have group these different writings and letters. We just read them and of course we know they encourage us, they remind us, they keep us in the straight and narrow path. But the book of Corinthians, Thessalonians, Galatians, Romans, these books are called the early letters to the churches. They are called the early letters. So there's three categories. We have the early letters, we have the middle letters, and we have the later letters. So the early letters were written to churches to put things in order, to, to guide the churches in how they relate with one another. 
These are churches that are vibrant. There's growth. There's increase. You know, gift of the spirit is flowing. But then he wrote them to address certain things, character things, you know, that will help the church to keep going in the way that God has planned. So these are the early letters. And we have the middle letters, which were really written for individual believers, you know, now not just for the churches, but for us to know who we are in Christ. This is where you see books like Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. You know, these books were written for, to, of course, to strengthen the church, to establish the church, but for individual believers to know their position, where you are with God, who you are in Christ, who you are in the world, how to live, and of course, to know your enemy. That's why we have Ephesians 6 that talks about spiritual warfare, which we will be dealing with when we do our small group with the women. Amen. And we have the later letters. These are the books like Titus. Timothy, which were written to the church leaders, also a guide for the church to know how to function, to be strong in the world, to train the leaders. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Apostle Paul is a very intentional writer. He's just an amazing visionary that God raised for his kingdom. So it's always good to look at his writings. And I know in this church, the epistles, New Testament is something that pastor always talks about. He always directs our minds to all the time. So looking at 1 Corinthians 13, where Apostle Paul talks about love, the excellent way. I believe as a church, I can say by God's grace, we are established. But as God is taking us into higher and deeper things, I don't want us to take it for granted to revisit the path that God wants us to follow. Amen. So this morning, God is calling us, Agape House, to keep walking the excellent way. So what is this excellent way? Let's look into the scriptures. Hallelujah. So I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians 12. I want you all to open your Bibles. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And we'll take it from there. And I'll trust the Holy Spirit will drop nuggets into our heart and mind that will help us in the new chapter, in the new season that God is bringing us into. Amen, amen. So I'll, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 31, and 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 7. So it will be a few scripture reading this morning. Bear with me. Hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Can you project First Corinthians 12 for me? Because technology is not cooperating with me on my tablet. All right. All of you together are Christ's body. So in 1 Corinthians 12, I mean, we know the book of Corinthians, the church is a very unique church. I mean, we can talk about the church in Corinthians for a whole year. So very gifted, talented, metropolitan church, vibrant. So he was talking about unity and how everyone should come together and see themselves as one. 
So here he's saying in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each other, each one of you, I'm so sorry, I can see it correctly on the screen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'll just read from my NIV version Bible here. All right. I'll read from my NIV. Amen. 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 God is in control. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And when you read it in NLT, it says actually no, but we all have different gifts. Now eagerly desire the greater gift. And, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. And it goes into what the excellent way looks like. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. So he told us here what, you know, what love looks like. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not keep record of wrong. Amen. It does not keep record of wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we look at our life as a church, with everything God is doing with us, with greater things he wants to do with us, God wants to bring us, he wants us to go the excellent way. Paul saw that these churches, they were growing, they were thriving, but he needed to call them into order. And he, had to give, he gave them a prescription Many things he told them, many truths he told them to keep them aligned in God's plan and purpose. But one of, one of the key ones is love. And this is what God is saying to us today, Agape House. He wants us to walk in the excellent way. Why? Why? Because love is key. 
So I have four reasons why God wants us to walk in the excellent way. The first reason is because it is the greatest commandment. John 13, 34 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you, so you must love one another. And Matthew 22, verse 37 to 38, which is actually a quote from Deuteronomy, says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Amen. So as believers, we know we love God. He saved us. But it doesn't stop there. God wants us to love our neighbors. This love goes outward. It's not about what you are getting. It's about you representing God to people. It's about you giving of yourself to people. So we must love, we must walk in the excellent way because it is the greatest commandment for us as believers. In addition to the giftings that we carry, in addition to the calling, the office that we are in, either we are an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a ministry leader, love is the foundation that God is looking for. When you demonstrate love, your ministry, your service brings glory to God. Amen. The second reason why we must love is because that is our heritage. That is our DNA. Our God is love. So if you are God's child, you ought to love. Amen. And if God already give, gave us that commandment, it's because he knows you have the capability and the ability to do it. First John 4 verse 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So we have to love because it is our heritage. It is who we are. The third point I have here is similar. It is our trademark. This is how the world will know. This is the logo we should carry. Amen. This is the logo we should carry. You know, the world, the, 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 the body of Christ, we are so consumed with title. Sometimes it makes me cringe. You know, people carry title. And it's okay for people to know our office where we have what, what the grace upon our life. But the most important thing is love. Hallelujah. The most important thing that God wants you to carry is that you belong, you are a child of God and you demonstrate love. That's what comes out of you in everything you do. Amen. Amen. John 13, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, verse 35. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen. So, the first thing, it is the greatest commandment. The second, it is our heritage. And this applies to every one of us. Children, you need to walk in love. Young adults, you need to walk in love. You need to let your light, when we talk about our light shining, it's loving people. Loving them with the love of God. Being patient with them. Not keeping record of wrong. Being tolerant. Amen. That is what First Corinthians 13 tells us. It is our trademark. And the fourth thing, it is the excellent way. You know, when you are a disciple, when you are a follower of someone, you're following them, you're going on a path with them. The path we need to go on 
is the excellent way, is the path of love. And 1 Corinthians 12 verse 31 tells us that. Amen, amen. And as I was going through this, the Holy Spirit just wanted me to, you know, just pick on one description of love that, what love is not, that Apostle Paul told us about. In 1 Corinthians verse 13, sorry, 13 verse, verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. He said, love is not irritable. Love is not irritable. The NIV says love is not easily angered. Because I know as I'm talking about love now, a lot of people, you know, Pastor B, I, I get it. I know I'm supposed to love. But God is not a talkative. He's taking us to a place and he knows the things. He's equipping us for what is ahead. He's expanding our territory. He's giving us opportunity to bring more souls to the kingdom and he's saying as you go as you go on this journey you need to go the excellent way you need to follow the excellent way love is not irritable it's not easily angered i'm sure if i ask anyone here you know does something do you get irritated i'm sure everybody will at least most people will say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it's something that you've seen. That's how you see yourself. This thing, this thing irritates me. I can't take it. And it's okay. I mean, we all have things that we, we like and things we don't like. But the Holy Spirit said, for us to really be the light, for us to really go to the next level as a church, Irritability must be done away with. It must be done away with. I don't know why the Holy Spirit is bringing this to us today. And it's not just within the church. He said even in our relationship outside of church, we have to do away with being irritable. And what he was saying to me is that, you know, for many people, you know, people who get very irritated are people who are perfectionists. And I can say this because I know I, <laughs> I used to be a victim of this, but I've been delivered. Thank you, Jesus. You know, as you walk with God, as you get matured, you learn to be patient. You learn to understand that, you know, some things you are wired to do, not everybody's wired that way. And God, has, God brings us together as a body. We all have our role to play. So God is saying to us, you know, people who are irritable, there's two things that are usually going on. It's either lack of patience or pride. In a marriage... And God is speaking to some marriages today that spouses, you get irritated towards your partner when they say things, when they do things. That is not how love looks like. Irritability. It's a syndrome of perfectionists. That's what we see in our world today. You know, it said prophecies, we, we prophesy in parts. We don't know everything. We don't have all the information. But at the end of the day, love is what we should hold on to. 
And now we see even Christians, we are irritable to one another. People who made prophecies and that was not happened, they cannot even calm down and say, you know what? At the end of the day, I want to see the kingdom of God advance. And some people, they are holding on to, oh, somebody made a prophecy and it did not come to pass. When scriptures already told us that we know in parts and we prophesy in parts. So, let's bring it back home. I just need to add that to it, but let's bring it back home. We need to be less irritable. As I worked with the Holy Spirit, as I worked with God, God made me realize that the true picture of perfection is God. None of us is perfect. The true picture of perfection is God. And I love what we've been learning in our Bible study. You know, we've been talking about the attributes of God. And one of the things our teacher told us was that, you know, communi communicable attributes of God, one of it is love. There's the incommunicable in, in, in attributes and there's the communicable attributes. Communicable attributes are those that God also delegates to us. Love is one of it. Believers, family, we need to be less irritable. When we come, even while we're still in this pandemic and we are, you know, we, most things we do is online. There's, there's limited contact with one another. We need to be less irritable. We need to be less judgmental. You know, we, we need to be patient with one another. So I said there's two things that, you know, the weakness of people who are irritable. Patience. People ask questions and they're like, oh, they should know this by now. What's going on with them? As God is taking us and bringing souls into our midst, he wants us to be patient with them. He wants us to take time to guide and old people's hand. In marriage, in relationship, when you got married, your husband was always on point. He gets things done. He was making money and things were like going, going, going. And now things have slowed down. God is saying to a woman now, be less irritable. Be patient. Be patient. And he's saying to some men, when you got married, you were both at the same level. Yes, you know, your wife was the best thing. You know, Valentine's Day is coming. You've been planning months ahead. How are you going to make her, you know, make, make, her, make her just like, wow. Feel like it's a princess, a Cinderella princess. I know that's someone's nickname in Agape. So, but over time, you know, you got the degree, you got the MBA, you got the, you know, the titles and... Now your wife brings up some conversation and you're like, what are you talking about? You know, what, like, these are, these are, these are the things that the enemy, these are the things we overlook. But God wants us to look into that today. Be less irritable. Parents towards our children, be less irritable. Love is not irritable. Irritability fuels from the perfectionist syndrome. Like I said, people who are easily irritable, they lack patience and are prideful. So this is not the way of love. In ministry, in ministry, somebody asks somebody question what you're doing, you get irritable. Or somebody presents something, can we do it this way? And you are not, it doesn't sit well with you. Or something has been assigned to other people because 
God is adding more souls and, you know, giving more opportunity to other people. And we get, you know, we, we want to hold on to things. We get irritable. We get prideful. But I have been the one doing it since Agape started. Nobody else. But the church of God, as we walk in the excellent way, the Holy Spirit wants us to think about it. Have I been irritable? And, you know, the season we are in with the whole pandemic and lockdown actually triggers it too. It does. But this is a soul-searching moment. And God wants to deliver us and so that we can really walk in the excellent way. The excellent way is what God, is the standard that God has for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So as I round up, I just want to, I, I want to leave us with three ways. Three ways that we can walk in the excellent way. Three ways we can walk in the excellent way. Amen. First John 3, verse 17 to 18 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, dear children let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Amen. Amen. Three ways that we can walk in love. The first is in our thoughts. In our thoughts, the, th the things we think towards one another, it's very key. The, our thoughts, you know, we, we always consider the love as an action. But what fuels your action is really from your thoughts, life. What you think, what you think, what you think is very important. We want to start with our words. I know the verse we just read is about actions, but it says, not just in words, yes, in our actions, but I want to bring us back to number one way we need to walk in love is in our thoughts. Number two is in our words, and the third is in our actions. Our thoughts controls our words. That's why our thought life is so important. Apostle Paul, again, writing to 1 Corinthians, the church, he said, we pull down arguments, we pull down imagination, thoughts, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The thought that tells you you are better than some other people. The thought that tells you you are entitled to this. Nobody else can come into this space. We are the ones, you know, just us. These are those thoughts that we need to start dealing with. Are these thoughts in reflection of God? Is it, is it how Jesus would do things? The thoughts we think towards people in our life, in-laws. I remember Pastor Jide was telling us um, in one of the sermons recently that when God wants us to pray for our enemies, it's because our prayer will align them with God's purpose. When we begin to think good things towards people, even those who do evil to us, because we have the Spirit of God in us, because we are God's representative, we can change them. We can change them. So that's why our thoughts is so key. Romans 8, 6, Romans 8, 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. When we have the mind of Christ, 
when our mind is governed by, governed by the Spirit, we think love towards people. Amen. The second way I mentioned is words. Words are powerful. We know that words are powerful. Say that to yourself. Words are powerful. Type it. Words are powerful. Words grow. Words grow. When you begin to speak, and that's why as parents, we know this, and I tell all our pregnant parents, speak goodness to your child. Don't be caught up in the, the clothes you want to buy for the baby while they're still in the womb. Speak to them. Speak, speak life. Declare their destiny. Words grow. When we speak love to our children, even the, those children who, I, and I know as parents, some children, yes, they really test our patience. They make us irritable. You tell them the same thing every day, and they tell you, I know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Parents, I know we are here, but I know we can resonate, but let's keep loving in our words. Words are seeds that will produce a harvest. The words we speak about our church about our leaders, about our ministry members, less is so important. And that's why we pray as a church. We pray God's will into the lives of people around us. Amen. Words are powerful. So we need to love with our words. I know Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, don't wait until Valentine's Day and you just order a flower. And what have you been saying to your spouse for the past, since 2021 started? Yeah, words before actions. Let your words speak life as a believer. Amen, amen. So let's, let's love with our words. It's so important. And the next one, so just to give you a scripture, so many scriptures, Proverbs talks a lot about words, about our words can cheer up, our words can bring healing to the bones. Um, but I'll just read Matthew 12, 36 to 37. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. So the words even will be judged for the words we say. For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. Amen. Amen. So words are so important. What we say about the body of Christ, what we say about the kingdom is so important. Then the, the third thing, love with your actions. Love with your actions. And I, I read that earlier, First John 3, 17 to 18. And I believe as a church, we do that so well. We should not be weary. Let's continue to be a blessing to one another. Let's continue to encourage one another. I know we are in, again, we, we are not seeing one another. Let's, any, as God, as the Holy Spirit leads you, you know, just drop by to somebody's house. Drop by, drop something to encourage them. Send a, a text to someone. I told us last night that the Holy Spirit just dropped thoughts into your mind about people. Ask him, why are you reminding me about this person? He may want you to act and do something to extend love to them. But again, not just only people that we know, those we don't know, those and not those only not just people who do who have done us good even those who have not done us good so god wants us to love with our action this is the excellent way that god is calling us to we are called agape house of worship we are a church of love it needs to be our trademark it needs to be what 
people see in us. It needs to be what we live out day and night. God wants us to be patient with one another. God wants us to be patient and humble. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As we bow here, as we close, as I close, I just want to, you know, remind us that Jesus told us, he said, this is how the world will know that you are my disciples. You know, he gave us a great command. The great commission is to make disciples of all nations. To go out, to baptize, to teach, to preach to the nations. When it says nations, it's not necessarily saying until you travel to, to China, to Tanzania. Nations simply means people. Many of us have nations in our house where you live. You have nations. And God wants you to show that you are his disciple. And how do you show? By loving so I want us to bow our heads and pray this morning and ask God to help us to really be his disciple. We thank God for the giftings. We thank God for what he's doing, how he's equipping us, how he's raising us, evangelists, teachers, apostles, pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs. We thank God for the things he's doing. We thank God for all he's doing. But is reminding us as we mark these 15 years of ministry and as we move forward, do not deviate from the excellent way. Do not take each other for granted as a church. Do not be prideful. Be patient with each other. And I believe it's also speaking to marriages. It's beginning to speak, speaking to marriages. The command he gave to the men is to love their wife. Love your wife. Love one another. It applies to both. But he gave more requirement to the men. So this morning, I just ask, Lord, that you give us the grace to walk the excellent way. It is the excellent way. There is no negotiation. It is the excellent way. So, Father, help us this morning to walk the excellent way. Help us to be patient, not to be irritable towards our children, towards our spouse, towards the people that work with us, business owners. Yes, there's room for discipline. God is a God of discipline. He loves but there is a way you will deliver the word. There's a way you will express it. That it, it, it brings correction and it lifts up. It doesn't put the other person down. Be less irritable, people of God. And I believe God wants to speak to two women watching me this morning. You know, you are very, you are a follower of God. You are very passionate about God. You are a leader in ministry but your marriage has been rough and turbulent and in the past few months you've contemplated that 
you know, few years, I'm giving myself two, two years or so, and I'm just going to call it quits. I am tired of fighting for this marriage. God says, do not give up. I want you to fight for your marriage, but begin to walk in the excellent way. Do not exit. Do not exit this way. See, I am coming to help you. See, I am coming to strengthen you. See, I am turning things around. See, I am your defense. He said, because it's not just about you. It's about a legacy I want you to establish. Do not quit. Do not exit the excellent way. Keep fighting for your marriage. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. And Lord, we just ask that you baptize us with your love once again. Baptize us with your love once again. I know we all have our own definition of what love is. Yes, we know what the scripture tells us, but we find ways to just define it the way we want to define it. But to this morning, we choose to follow the excellent way to be patient, not to keep records of wrong, and just to make the kingdom of God our focus, not to make anything about ourselves, anything when it comes to the kingdom, when it comes to church, not to make it about ourselves, having our way, having the last word, but all about you. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. And if, if you are listening to this message this morning, you've not come to know the God of love, the one whose DNA is in you. I invite you to embrace him this morning. He loves you so much. He is the one that can teach you how to love. He wants to show you how much he loves you. So this morning, I want you to open your hearts and just receive him. For God so loved the world and he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, just for you. That if you believe in him, you will be saved and you will have eternal life. So I pray that you encounter the God who loves you this morning. And you will come out of that place of despair. Out of the bondage, out of the lie, out of the entanglement. And receive life and receive love, unending love. Thank you, Father. You are welcome. God says, welcome, son. Welcome, daughter. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank